Petersfield's Shine Radio. Growing together with Claire Venice and Steve Amos on Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, thanks for joining us in Growing Together. It's good to have you with us. Steve and I are back at the Adhurst Estate allotment, bright and early. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Nice and early, but it's a weekday, so we need to get started before my actual day job starts. Yeah, it's a good thing to do, and it's such a lovely time to come down to the allotment. You know, it's quiet, except for the birds. The birds are glorious, aren't they? <laughs> they are. Yeah, I came down about an hour ago and uh, just to get a few jobs done, and um, yeah, it was beautiful. Obviously, not a soul here. It's, it's really lovely. It's a nice way to start your day. It is great, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw a little rabbit. Yeah, I don't know if you've had problems, don't. but there was a little rabbit oh. underneath the picnic table as I came in. Well, I think we've mentioned before, we, we were wiped out last year with myxomatosis, but rabbits do what rabbits do, and um, the population seems to be picking up. <laughs> There's more sign at is the there? moment, yeah. A lot. And when I came down, there was two big fat rabbits against the fence line, looking in, going, I want to go in. But hopefully, people will adhere to the rules and keep the gates shut. <laughs> with three simple rules at the allotments. Keep the gate shut, keep the gate shut, and keep the gate shut. Simple. <laughs> Once again, it's looking amazing here. I love coming down here because it changes each time. It does, doesn't it? It changes yeah. all the time. Yeah, I know. It's, um, it's really interesting. I think there's a lot of work gone on, and I've been splitting my time between the garden at home. Obviously, we're taking on the rental property, and it's a huge garden at home. And here, and I'm thinking I'm so far behind. But then, actually, I did two trips down here yesterday, and at the end of the day, I sat here and went, we're looking all right. You know, we've got well, we've got four beds to plant up, haven't we? So yeah, we're doing okay. There is that panic, isn't there? I've yeah. I've been going through that too because I've been taking things out of the greenhouse, hiding them <clears> off. They're all sat there on the patio, ready to go in, and I can see them. Yes. <laughs> and it's finding the time to put them all in, and I, I'm nearly nearly there. There's a few more. What have you got left to put I've in? I've got to put more sunflowers. I've grew far too many sunflowers, oh, have you? as okay. I always do. Yeah, yeah. But I I don't know about you, but I find that sometimes the pigeons nip the tops off, so okay. I lose a few. Okay. So um, I, I always plant more than I need. Touch wood, they seem to be all right at the moment. Okay, and different good. varieties. I did loads oh, okay. of different varieties. I bought a packet, yeah. six different Just mixed. Varieties. Yeah. Oh, nice. Some really tall, you know, the Russian giants. Yeah, they're huge, aren't they? And yeah. I love the teddy bear ones. It gets about a metre tall. And they have a fluffy yellow Oh, head. right, OK. I don't think I've seen they're those. really lovely. Oh, that sounds great. And then there's other varieties that, you know, the slightly different coloured ones. Red sun. And they're um, nice, aren't they? I yeah. like those ones, yeah. Nick down the bottom, in the bottom corner, always grows various types of sunflowers. He loves sunflowers. And then, um, yeah, he grows, like you, he grows the massive big Russian ones right down to multi-headed, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me. Hay fever. Hay fever, don't. I've never had hay fever before. I don't like it. Oh, it's not nice. Being I a you. part-time gardener, it's definitely not a good thing to have. It's kicked off, hasn't it? My eldest daughter never really suffers from it and it really knocks her sideways. And uh, my eye is now running. I'm sneezing. I've got a bit of a frog in my throat. I've got to get on with it. Lasts about a month. Six is that right? Is it? For okay. me, I usually get it this time of year. Okay. It hasn't actually hit me yet. Okay. It probably will now. Now that you one. said that, of course it will. <laughs> but I know people who have started to suffer. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe some kind of pollen has erupted. If that's the right word for pollen, I don't know. <laughs> but I probably should know. But yeah, I don't know what it is. It's, oh. it's really quite strong and Coxie my beloved neighbour next door he had his sunglasses on and his hat yesterday and he was sniffing away you could, you knew exactly where he was in his plot because he oh <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not fun if you're a gardener no, enjoy, or no, enjoy no. being outside no exactly but there we go take a shower afterwards after you've been outside okay. take a shower wash all the pollen off ah face, that's a good head. idea yeah it okay. does help okay 
I was going to say wash it out of my hair. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> For those who have hair, Thank you. you might want to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I've got sunflowers to put in, more cosmos to put in, just about found enough space for courgettes, but I don't have space for the couple of pumpkins that I've still got to oh, put in. Oh, I was in. trying to offload some pumpkins onto you. Mm. You don't want any more pumpkins? Well, I need to find space. I'll swap, I you, I'll swap you some cosmos for some pumpkins if you like. Maybe. Okay. I'll have a think. Okay, have a think. Let me I'm know. considering putting my two pumpkin plants that came up. So I planted six, but only two okay. germinated. Underneath the trampoline. It's the only spot I have left. And it's mm. not an ideal spot, but it does get the sun. So would okay. it go underneath Interesting. the net? Interesting. Don't know. So if I bung a load of compost under there, yep. get it really nice yeah, and hopefully yeah. a bit warmer hey, on the ground. It's worth a go, isn't it? It's the only spot I have. <laughs> it's the only spot you've got. Then do it. Other than the lawn. Right in the middle. I, I don't think it makes much difference because the lawn we've let grow because of no. Oh, you've done May. your no mo may. And I think we're going to continue. Are you? I'm really enjoying it. The grass has got quite high now. A good forty. Sometimes actually, there's different grass in our lawn. Your grows different. <laughs> we've yeah, discovered. Yeah. So, you know, fifty, sixty centimeters high, and the birds drop in, and you kind of see them popping along, and the squirrels. We get squirrels in our garden as well, and I've got all sorts of wildflowers coming through oh, as fantastic. well. It's absolutely gorgeous. Well, I've done a small patch of Nomo May in my garden. So maybe it's next time you'll come to the garden and we'll do a podcast. Good idea. Because the garden's looking beautiful mm. at the moment. I can't take much of the credit for it. I have been maintaining it, but it's looking stunning. It really is. There's a um, wisteria hedge not against the house, but down the middle of the garden, which is in full bloom now. So it's quite late. Plus, it's not had the heat of the house to, to warm it up. Yeah. So it's all out now and it smells amazing and it looks glorious. And all the herbaceous borders flowering and it looks great. So in the, in the veg half of the garden, I've left a big triangle of no mo may. And uh, my daughter loves it, as does the dog actually. She charges through it. You should see her ears. Oh yeah, that's it. No, it looks great. So I've got a, a fairly large patch of lawn I haven't mown and I've done a pathway through it and round it. So it looks, it looks quite cool actually. We were considering doing a, a circle maybe in the middle to mow the circle. We haven't got that yet. No. Just enjoying oh, it, just yeah, enjoying well, it for what it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how we're gonna cut it down eventually, you know, but we'll yeah, just yeah. let it die down at the end of the year. I thought I, someone sent a really interesting article about um, using grass as a mulch. Um, it was a YouTube video actually, this guy who's massively into his composting and various different ways of composting. Using it just as a light mulch, as a heavy mulch, using it to make uh, liquid feed, all sorts of stuff just from grass. And I, I thought it was just far too high in nitrogen to use for, for anything, but actually listening to him, it's quite interesting. Oh yeah, so that, that would be interesting. that might be something you could do with your cuttings from your Nomo May. Do that, because I go. didn't get round to doing, or well, I haven't yet, the liquid feed from nettles. Okay. I haven't got round to doing that yet. I haven't got a tub. I need to get a big tub. Not too big. I done it Remember, yet. it stinks. It smells. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but as I as I turned up here this morning, Steve, you were preparing a bed for your pumpkins, as I you was. mentioned, and, yes. and feeding as well. What what have you done to prepare that? So um, I've done. So I'm only planting three pumpkin plants. Um, I've got a, some more Halloween-sized ones at home that we're doing. Um, but we're running a competition this year. Unfortunately, we lost one of our sort of um, original members of the allotments last year, a chap called Bob Keevil, um, who was a member of the Petersfield Pumpkin Society. So in memory of Bob, we've launched a new competition at the allotments. It's an open competition, you can grow whatever size, whatever variety of pumpkin you like, but the heaviest pumpkin wins. And um, the president of the allotment association, David Petchy, has presented us with a lovely cup that, we, that will go with it. So here, back to your question, what have I done? So I have three holes 
in I've cleared an area um, in my other little plot over there um, dug three holes dug a load of organic matter into it a load of compost some chicken manure and I've just sprinkled some uh, what my girls call my plant drugs and um, just some Vitax Q4 in there actually so it's a real cocktail so really when they go in they'll have so much food this is the theory they're going to grow like bilio and i'm going to get a couple of whoppers because you only need one to win yeah you only need yeah. one but uh, there's a few people entering which is great so the more people obviously enter any competition the better but not that i'm competitive in I any way, shape or form um but um yeah no we'll give it a go That's so, so i've got so i've got four plants this is so this is why i can swap you okay i swap you something yeah. for a pumpkin plant if you want to grow a whopper as well it's called dill's atlantic giant Oh, right. I, think, I think they're kind of descendants of the world record holding pumpkin, which is like, I don't know, 250 kilos or something ridiculous. Amazing. Absolute monstrous thing. Won't get anywhere near that because those, those guys grow them, grow one pumpkin in a polytunnel. That's all they grow. Wow. It's bonkers. Because they seen, need a lot seen, of space. Have you ever seen it? No, I it's haven't seen it. Giant veg growers. Oh, it's, it's hilarious. Okay. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. You can hear these things growing. It's no. nuts. Oh, this is a creek. Oh, wow. It's bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. That is insane. Yeah, yeah. They grow them on a pallet because it's the only way they're going to lift them. They then use a forklift truck to lift them and take them to these competitions. Goodness me, the it's amount hilarious. of planning that oh, goes into that. Crazy, absolutely crazy. You must be constantly feeding them as mm, well. I think so, yeah. Well, it must be. So, yeah, so okay. my little pumpkin patch over there, I was winding my neighbour up the other day. I said, oh, are these moles. Oh, they're big mole hills. And they're <laughs> little, my little... My little holes for my pumpkins. <laughs> so it's good to prepare the ground before oh, you plant them in them. Definitely. Stuff like that, you know, your squashes, pumpkins, courgettes, you know, are really greedy. And the more organic, don't make it too rich. Obviously, don't just plant them in pure manure. But, you know, the, the more organic matter and the more feed you can get in there, the better your crop will be. I've actually got a really good tip for keeping water in. I do it every year with my courgettes. Oh, yeah. So once the courgettes are in the ground, I make a little sort of dip around the courgettes so a circular dip oh yeah so that when you pour the water in when you water them the water stays a little mm. bit longer in that area that's a good idea so it keeps keeps water going into them because they are so so thirsty oh they do they take a lot of water don't yeah they? so do I that. Think the other thing of doing that as well um is not to water the leaves because they do suffer from powdery mildew so if you get your watering can into your well rather than spraying yeah. over the top yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way of trying Excellent. to get extra, yeah. extra liquid in there. Like it. And feeding, I've been feeding every week. I know it's something that Anne-Marie goes on about a lot. Feed, feed, feed this mm. time of year. Yes. Every week. Well, as you saw, I was obviously prepping the beds. It's all about, you know, the organic matter. And chicken pellets, chicken manure pellets are a really easy way of getting that organic matter into mm. the beds. You know, readily available at the garden centres. Nice and easy to use. A good scattering. Yeah. Dig it in and away you go. But you're right feeding you know I, I gave the um, the dahlias that i've planted so far a good feed at the weekend actually so yeah feed 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 so your dahlias are in some of them not all of them i <laughs> know you said you've got quite a few this yeah year. i've still got i've still got probably about another 20 to plant mm. and i've got no more room i think i've got three three spaces left in my current dahlia bed so one of my veg beds another of my veg beds is is being let go to dahlias it's hey. a bit of space in your potatoes. You could put them around the edges and make them look really pretty. Claire. <laughs> Claire, come on. How many times have we discussed this, you know? There's a bed for beans. There's a bed for onions. There's a bed for potatoes. There's a bed for flowers. There's a bed for dahlias. We don't mix them. I did think of you. <laughs> I did think of you this past weekend where I was trying to plant as much as I could in and, and finding little spaces for the cosmos, okay. for the cornflowers. 
for my dahlias, for all the other bits and bobs that I haven't quite got enough space for. Yeah. But I do like to dot flowers yeah. around in places. And you know what? I have taken a leaf out of your book. One of the beds I've got at home had a few uh, digitalis foxgloves growing Gorgeous. in it and a few other bits and bobs. So what I've done, all my spares, flowers, so there's some, some flowers in there. Obviously the foxgloves are just starting to flower now. I've put some dahlias in there. There's some asters in there. I might even put a pumpkin plant in there just to mix things up a little bit. So, oh, yeah. I'm pleased to I know, hear that. Not quite as rigid at home as I am here. It's nice to try different things out. Well, yeah, I think so. You never yeah. know. You never know. See, I, I might popped, like it. You might do. Because <laughs> I've popped my courgette plants in amongst a little flower bed that I have. Okay. Not not a border, but I, because I think I mentioned before, I, I dug up my front garden probably five, six, maybe even seven years ago now, and I have four plots there now. Yes, I be Which saying, I yeah. rotate. Yeah. Loosely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but one has, has become more of a flower bed, the one by the front door, which looks really nice, actually. I've got some lavender in there, some salvias in there. Um, and then every year, Rudbeckia come up because I let them self-seed. Okay. Sweet Williams are coming up in there as well. I think it's got some asters in there. I think there's a white currant plant in there as well, actually. Oh, so that just gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> <laughs> Not white currants. It is a bit but... random. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. I, bought, I bought a white currant plant again a number of years ago. It didn't like where I initially put it, so I dug it up and bunged it in this uh, rather flower warm bed. flower bed. Yeah. Okay. It seems to be quite happy. It's not very big. It's not very big. Well, so it, at the moment, it's it, all right. If it's happy, then it works. That's fine. Seems to like it. Yeah, yeah. So I popped the courgettes in there as well, which okay. I think there's enough room for them. I, yeah, I yeah. think they look quite pretty amongst the flowers. Well, I, I grow my courgettes vertically. Do they climb up? No, you, you tie them in. How do you do that? So I use a, basically what looks like a bit of scaffold pole bang it in obviously there's quite a lot of weight there and just tie them in every sort of six to eight inches you know the wire plant ties with the rubber yeah. coating yeah. use that and just loosely tie them in and that That's way amazing. the fruit doesn't sit on the ground so you mm. get no slugs or anything like that you generally see all the fruit because it doesn't sit behind the leaves and you don't end up with whopping great big marrows yeah you can't unless you go marrow. away for a few days <laughs> and this is where you've got to rely on your mates if you do go away in courgette growing season you can cope with a week without tying them in they, they need a bit of gentle persuasion but a week you would be okay, but you need to keep picking them, obviously, because the weight will just snap the snap the plant if you don't pick them nice and young. So that's going to go in one of those beds over there that's still covered. Oh, and I'd be interested to see those then. The other thing as well, not that you need many more plants, it, it takes up a lot less space. You know, courgette plants do take up, as do pumpkin plants, take up a lot of space. Fantastic. Give it a go. Yeah, and what varieties have you grown of courgette? Green ones. <laughs> I can't remember. I do have a yellow one as well, which I might throw in the mix. I might even put that in my mixed up bed. Oh, that would look really nice. A courgette and courgette. a pumpkin in amongst flowers. <laughs> Try it. It's, it's giving me the cold sweat, but we'll give it a go. You pop some nasturtium seeds in there as well, because they'll climb up through. Oh, okay. They'll look pretty. He's not sure. <laughs> Maybe I pushed him too far. Yeah, yeah. Well and truly out of my comfort zone now. <laughs> roses are out. Yes. Oh, Gorgeous. yeah. Smelling oh, beautiful, lovely. aren't they? Yeah. I love roses. Yeah, great. Aren't I have a lot of roses in my oh, garden. Oh, do you? I have a Ragosa rose hedge at oh, the front of the front garden, which I planted bare root, again, six, seven years ago when I first dug up the okay. garden. And they're all... Well, they were all supposed to be the pink ones, the bright, bright pink ones. Yeah. There's a couple of white ones in there as well, bizarrely. But um, they're, they're gorgeous. They're really lovely. So I have those. I have some climbing roses going up the front of the house, two different varieties. And then I've got some roses by the front door, three different bush what, roses. In pots or in no, beds? No, actually in the yeah, ground, yeah. in the bed. And then I've got some in the back garden as well. And I've got some in pots. It's gorgeous. David Austin Roald Dahl rose, oh, yeah. which is a peach 
coloured. Oh, is it? Oh, James brilliant. James the Giant James Peach. Peach. Fantastic. And it smells peachy. No. It's just it? stunning. Oh, I love great. it. Absolutely love it. And yeah. you walk by and you just get this gorgeous waft. Yeah. It's really lovely. I love cutting all the roses and having a nice vase of roses yeah. in the kitchen because you get that gorgeous smell. In amongst the wisteria at home, there's a couple of rambling roses. Mm. A beautiful sort of like a, what I would call an old-fashioned sort of double white rose. And then there's a bright pink in there as well. One of the, the vines, for want of a better phrase, of the roses, literally the whole thing is just covered. Not long stems, but just mm. looks absolutely beautiful. I love them. Yeah, I no, absolutely love them. But yeah. they're thirsty. Again, they're thirsty and they need feeding. Do you use your little well trick around I your do roses? Actually, do you? Yeah, yeah, I do. In fact, I did that last night. There you go. I put extra feed on them, actually. I, I bought a bag of rose compost, such as it is. Okay. So extra feed in it. So yeah. I put that on well, mulch, there. Mulch mulched that. Over. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mulch that over and also in the pots as well and then fed them. Cool. And I will keep doing that. And deadheading. Keep deadheading. Because they do keep flowering. Yeah, they yeah, will do. Yeah. They will do. All they get the way smaller through. and smaller, though, don't they? The flowers do get smaller and smaller. Sometimes you get a second flush as well. If you're lucky, you get yes. ones that repeat. Yeah. Repeat later in the year, later in the summer. Gorgeous. So look after them. But if you see any black spot on the leaves, take the leaves off. Take the leaves. Pinch the leaves off. Yeah, pinch the leaves off. Okay. And burn them. You're supposed to burn them. Right, okay. So don't put them in, don't your, put them compost. in your compost. Right, okay. In your secateurs. You don't oh, want right, that spreading. Okay. Well, there you go. Rose tips. Rose <laughs> tips. First thing on a Monday morning. There you are. Excellent. <laughs> I've also lifted my tulips. I don't know if you've done this, but I lifted the tulips out of my pots because I've been replanting my pots yep. for the summer. Yep. So I've lifted the tulips, cut the tops off, and now I'm drying out the bulbs in yes. the garage yep. on trays so they're, they're not bundled on top no, of each other. No, that's right, because they rot, won't they? Yeah, they yeah. would. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of air around them. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't grow any tulips, but um, the guy I help out with his garden, got two great big sort of oak barrels on the steps leading up to the garden. Lovely. And that had tons of daffodils and tulips in that we planted. We planted last year, actually, and we just took the tops off um, and then planted sort of just sort of bedding plants in yeah. the tubs. And we'll do that again. They're, they're all ready to, like yours, you're all ready just to take all the dead foliage off now and top it up with some more compost and, and plant on top of it. Yeah. It seemed to work. So we left them in, actually. You can do. Yeah, you yes, know, we left them in and do. it worked really well. But we, I have taken them out before with mixed success. Okay. Yeah. I, I only did this year. I don't normally, actually. No? But I okay. did this year because I want to get more tulips. Okay. I had, they were lovely this year. I bought some from Peter Nissen. Really, really recommend buying them online early if you mm. can so you can get the right varieties that you want okay. if you're really particular about, yeah, yeah. about getting tulips they were such good quality tulips the best quality i've ever well, had it's like anything though isn't it i think if you go to it there's nothing wrong with the garden center you know and they serve a really good purpose but i think if you want if you want to grow specimen plants it's a bit like the dahlias if you want to grow specimen plants go to a professional dedicated grower so dahlias, I use Halls of Hedden up in Northumberland, and they're amazing. You know, and all the professional growers use them, and everyone swears by them. And it's funny, because I'm part of the sort of the National Dahlia Society Facebook group. And well, a month or so ago, people were getting their tubers through and what have you from other places and were complaining about this, and so-and-so had sent these ones and they were rotten, and there was this, that, and the other. Halls, honestly, when, when my plants came earlier this year, they were all wrapped up in, in tissue paper, and the leaves were all wrapped up in moss. It was just brilliant. Could not fault them. A bit like your tulip guy. That's what they do. It's all they do. They don't spread themselves any thinner than that. They just focus on tulips or dahlias. My sweet peas this year are from a specialist grower down in Bognor. And that's all they do. They just do sweet peas. And the, the selection is phenomenal. And every one of them germinated. 
Well, they're starting to kick off now. They, they look so? lovely. Yeah. It's worth doing that. I remember you saying a month or so ago when you first put them in the ground, your sweet peas, they'll take a little time, sort of climatise, get used That's to right. their new home. That's right, they just sort of sit home. there. The, the roots sort of start venturing out from where they've been tucked away nice and warm, but they're really starting to kick on now. Really healthy. Yeah. I had the same with my climbing beans, same thing. Okay. They only just started to climb. Yeah. I was getting a bit worried about them, and then I actually wondered if I'd planted a climbing bean or if it was just a noble dwarf bean. <laughs> You thought you'd done climbing things and they were dwarf things. Yeah, wow. got them ready to go at the pole, but they weren't going. Oh, they dear. are now, they are now. It's Good. all right. But it is looking lovely here, Steve. Beans are up. They, they got planted um, last week, actually, one evening last week. Now's the time frosts are done. Yeah. I think we're over the frosts. You know, get your beans in. So I've got the regular runners there. Over the far side, we run another competition at the allotments for the longest runner bean. Okay. And I've been reselecting my longest runner bean pods for the last what, six or seven years now <laughs> and um, we've got to 23 inches wow which that's uh, long I'm, hope, I'm hoping to get two foot this year <laughs> we'll see we'll see um, really so that's the far side over there i'm really looking forward to the harvest here yeah. <laughs> Massive carrots, yeah. huge pumpkins. You can have whatever you want as long as it's you big. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's great. But so what else have we got? The shallots are looking good. Shallots are nearly done. I planted them a little earlier. Traditionally, shallots, they say, plant them on the shortest day and then pick them on the longest day. That's um, good to know. Well, I plant mine a little earlier. I probably put mine in a cold greenhouse back end of October, just in pots. So plant each shallot in a pot in a cold greenhouse, just keep it relatively moist, not wet at all, because they'll just rot. And then early March, plant them out, because I grow them for the show bench, then thin out the shallots to just four per plant. So they then grow evenly in each corner, but they're nearly ready, it's nearly, when's the longest day? It's not far away, is not it? Not far away, no, Few weeks. June. Yeah, I was gonna say a few weeks mm. away. So they're nearly ready to go, and then they'll come out, sort them out. Those that don't quite make the grade for the show bench, go to the kitchen. Yummy. I love a shallot. Yeah, I love a shallot They're great, too. Aren't they? Really, yeah. really gorgeous and sweet. So have you got any shows coming up? Well, the first one is the last weekend of July. And I'm away. Oh, no. I'm on holiday. Didn't plan that very well. No. Yeah, I'm going to miss the first one, which is the Liss Horticultural Society Summer Show. Oh. Which is a great show. It's really well attended. But I'm going to miss it, which is a shame. But I'll be here for the autumn show, for the Liss Horticultural Autumn Show, which is all about dahlias. Okay, so, that's your big, that's yeah, your big that's one. The one I, that's the one I enjoy. There's, there's about 12 classes I enter, just dahlias. So yeah, so that's, that's, that's the first one probably is, there's a few little ones I might go and have a little play at, but it'll be this, the Steep Flower Show, which is August, August okay. Bank Holiday Weekend. And will you take your carrots oh, yeah. and your yes. parsnips? Yes. They're carrots. looking lovely too. Yeah. Well, Very healthy. They are looking all right, aren't they? Project mm. Carrot has gone well. I think there's out of three boxes of carrots... I think we've got four stations that haven't germinated. So I think we've got about 60 carrots. Pretty good success rate. So, like the pumpkins, you can have anything you want as long as you have carrots with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, the parsnips look good. But again, you know, keep, keep everything watered, keep them fed. But any root vegetable, you don't know what's happening. No. And, until you dig it up or pull it, you just don't know. But like the potatoes, they're looking, looking healthy. Three different varieties. And you, can, and you can really see the different varieties, can't you? You can. Some are more further advanced than others, yeah. aren't they? When do, you, when do you dig those up, or is it just when you want, want to protect? Well, no, um, about 14 weeks after planting them. And then, then I'll just I'll sort them out. Those that make the show grade, I'll clean and just put in a, a light-proof box wrapped in tissue paper. I just use the same potatoes for every show. 
Okay. Yep. Um, yep. You know, you get a good set of potatoes. You just keep them. The others, what I do actually is I tip the compost out of the bags, and then the kitchen ones go back in the bags, just in layers, and just keep out of the wet, and they sit there for months quite happily. So lots of potatoes. Good. Yes. We've got potatoes <laughs> cool. growing at home as well. Have you? We've got salad potatoes growing at home. Lovely. Yeah. Like salad so we, potatoes. You know, Potatoes for tea girls? Yes. Go and dig some. Yeah, that's great Which though. They great. taste so yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Nothing oh, quite like it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I was going to ask you, I saw you briefly at the Petersfield Pollinator Day yes. that happened at the Physic Garden mm. in May. And you were talking about how you'd like to have some beehives yes. here on the allotment. Well, we, ha- we did used to have some, yeah. and we've had a few beekeepers come and go. One guy was a plot holder here who had bees and was a member of the Petersfield Beekeeping association uh, but he unfortunately you know he, he left us took his bees with him which is fine and then we've had a few other beekeepers come and go and now we're on the hunt for some more beekeepers because i think it's really important you know if we can one help the local community of beekeepers but two from a pollination point of view we've got a couple of hives here it just helps everything go around doesn't it yeah it yeah. does and you've got a lot here oh, there's lots, you know to yeah. offer them there's a plot over there there's the amazing sweet william it's glorious flowers. isn't it yeah really really yeah. bright bright pink aren't they they pop out they as do soon don't as you they come yeah, here. Yeah. yeah absolutely she's got a lovely little plot actually and she she very much goes with your method of gardening there's bits and bobs everywhere the messy method but it's i'm not gonna say the messy method or the disorganized carefully method. curated <laughs> the, the country garden kind of kitchen garden the just jumble and it's lovely it works really well i mean phil's over there i love phil's plot i think it's great and he's got all sorts growing there from trees that he's just healed in rootstock for next year to the um, Jerusalem artichokes are starting to come up because like Jerusalem artichokes, once you've got them, you never get rid of them. I think my dad planted Jerusalem artichokes about 25 years ago and he's still digging Jerusalem artichokes. Oh, my word. Maybe it's only one or two meals a, a year, but still getting enough every year. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> the Jerusalem artichoke, the veg that keeps on giving. Yeah, whether you want it to exactly. or not. It's got some nice rhubarb there as well. Oh, that's this side of the fence. That's Cox's. His, I think it's like fifth generation Cox rhubarb. He's very proud of it. Yeah, his wife likes to make rhubarb gin out of it. Very nice. Yeah. Oh, I might have to get that recipe off her. That sounds yeah, lovely. I, well, I, I fancy giving it a go because I've got some growing at home and I don't grow rhubarb because I don't particularly like it. But rhubarb gin, I've had some rhubarb gin and that's really good. Rhubarb and ginger. I was going to say, I had a bit of ginger. Yeah. That's exactly what yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Can't beat that combination. No. <laughs> I'm a bit concerned about my rhubarb, actually, because I inherited it when we moved in and we've been at the house now for nearly 16 years. And it's been lovely, gorgeous rhubarb every single year. This year... It's just not looking so good. I've only had one harvest of it. Obviously left some there as well. And it's just looking a little sad. Not producing quite as much. So I'm wondering, I don't know how long rhubarb crowns go on Do they have a a shelf shelf life? I don't know. I am considering getting another one. So I wrote in the Petersfield Post beginning of this year about rhubarb. But it was a bit of a journey for me because I obviously I had rhubarb in the garden and I'd never grown it before. So I'd done some research on it and it talks about splitting it. I don't remember reading anything about the sort of the, the longevity of the crowns, but certainly about splitting it to keep it refreshed. Maybe I need to do that. Maybe you need to do that. Dig it up in the early spring, put a sharp spade through the middle of it, pot it on and see how you get on with it. Or it might just have had enough and given up the ghost or you've not fed it enough. I'll be sad if I lose it. Yeah. I love rhubarb, you see. Oh, I love a rhubarb and strawberry crumble. Rhubarb and strawberry? Which sounds odd. And when I first heard about it, I thought you can't eat strawberries warm. That's just revolting. But it's delicious. Is it? Okay. Absolutely delicious. With a little bit of orange juice in it. So fresh orange. Squeeze a bit of orange juice and some of the zest. Okay. 
and you can also add ginger if you want to mm. but I love the orange because it brings out that strawberry flavour and it goes really well with the that rhubarb that sounds really interesting it's delicious for a summer pudding it's yeah. really lovely a bit of vanilla ice cream on top it is very very nice I might have to go make Recommend a crumble for my breakfast it. yes <laughs> <laughs> so no it's looking it's looking lovely down here really really good no, I, yeah it is I'm really really pleased with it a lot of the plots are looking great they're looking really good mm. and I love this time of year you know the birds keep on singing and everything's growing one day I'll be able to sit down and just relax with not a lot else to do but there's always something I, was to say, do. I don't know when that's going to be Coxie and I always <laughs> say it we quite often Sunday afternoon if we have a session down here on a Sunday afternoon we quite often crack open a beer at the end of our session just to ah, just to relax and enjoy it yeah it's important to relax and enjoy your hard work it is, especially when it looks so lovely. Steve, it's been great catching up with you again. Absolutely. Lovely to see you. And you too. We'll see you soon. See you soon. If you'd like to contact us, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at team at shineradio.uk or you can call us on 01730 555 500. Happy gardening. Growing together. New every month and always online at shineradio.uk. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, I hope you're well. Do you know what day it is, guys? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We're back in the groove, aren't we, with Rise and Shine this we week? We are. Uh, yeah. Hit We're the ground running. Rise and Shine. We are doing Petersfield Parenting, about life as a family in Petersfield. JC Creasy. Yes, good morning, Alan, to you and to all your listeners. Rise and Shine, my friends. Rise and Shine. Petersfield people will know this story. You can catch Rise and Shine every weekday morning. Rise and shine. Every day has something happening. Petersfield Shine Radio.